morning and welcome to the Morning Coffee podcast show. Hope you're having a great morning and a good cup of coffee. We are halfway through the second cup now. And um, today it is a bit like yesterday. It's gray, it's misty again. And uh, uh, But this promise of a little bit of sunshine eventually, a bit later in the day. And uh, we're going to keep talking. So we have one topic for today as well. It's just the continuation from yesterday. Uh, we're going to talk about perhaps or it is one of the most important events or time periods in the whole uh, history of the church and also the establishment of the papacy in its own right. Like these 10, 15 years when the papacy becomes a thing in itself and emerges as an like an uh, a, a autonomous unit with also then uh, becoming a powerhouse by itself. And this happens very quickly after the schism in 1054. This is also then called the papal reforms. So we're just going to go through very quickly here. We're going to try to make this easy, <laughs> just like the main points, um, because there's so many kings and emperors and popes involved in this. But if we start again with the schism in 1054, where the Cardinal Humbert, as Pope Leo IX had just died, Cardinal Humbert excommunicates the, the Patriarch of Constantinople, Cerularius. That is the formal schism in 1054. And then very quickly you get more reforms, and this is also how the papacy emerges. And then just a little on the side, the word papacy in itself comes it's into use for the first time in 1047. So this is suddenly like this concept of a papacy as something different from the Pope is, is, is coming and is starting right at this time. So then after 1054, in 1056, then the German emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, Henry III, appoints a new pope after Leo IX, which is Stephen IX. And then Henry dies. And his five-year-old son becomes the emperor. Then just two years later in 1058, this new pope, Stephen IX, also dies. So then you have a very important situation where you have a five-year-old emperor of the Holy uh, Roman Empire, who is seven years old at that point, and you have no pope. So then two big forces suddenly kind of manifest themselves for, for getting control of, of the papacy and the Lateran Palace. You have the Roman aristocracy, and then you have the church in itself. And then what happens is that both camps choose their own pope. So the rich aristocrats in Italy, the Romans, they choose Benedict X. And then the monks, especially through a monk called Hildebrand, they elect a pope called Nicholas II. So now suddenly, this is 1058, you have two different popes. And then what happens, which usually happened when you had contested papacies or papal elections, was that uh, it was settled just by force. So what happens is that Nicholas II builds a small army and just storms the Lateran Palace in Rome. Pope Benedict X is just fleeing and then he becomes excommunicated by Nicholas II. And then quickly Nicholas has to build a, a power base for his own papacy and then what he does is that he goes to the former enemies of the of the uh, of the church itself, 
the ones who beat Leo IX in 1053, just five years earlier, the Pope was beaten in a war against the Normans in south of Italy. But now Nicholas II goes to the Normans and offers an alliance. And he says, you can have the south of Italy if you support us militarily. And they, then they agree. And then also Nicholas II captures Pope Benedict X, puts him into captivity where he dies 10 years later. So now you have a new situation where the new Pope Nicholas II has, a, has an alliance with the Normans and uh, Benedict X is, is uh, cleared out of the way. So what he does then in 1059 is that he declares at the Easter Assembly, the Easter Synod, in the Lateran Palace, that from now on, the election of popes will only be done by the cardinals. Just And through that, establishing uh, like a political autonomy of, of the papacy in itself. And this decree is still the one that is valid today, almost 1,000 years later. So this is the moment where the papacy becomes a thing in its, on its own. And then you have two more events that just kind of fortifies this whole, uh, the strength and autonomy of the papacy is that in 1066, so this is then seven years after they have their own election system, in 1066, the Normans, their allies, take the whole of Britain and also the church in England, which strengthens the papacy. And in 1071, five years after that, the last little bit of south of Italy falls to the Normans. So now the church in Rome, the papacy, has full control through their alliances of the south of Italy and of Britain as well. And then you have a whole new situation. And, and uh, this is then just, a bit over 15 years after the schism, the, the, the difference between the Eastern and Western church, especially, is fully divided into two separate entities. And also this game of South of Italy is partly a way of for the papacy in Rome to weaken the, the Eastern Empire, the Byzantium Empire, because that used to be the Byzantium area. So he kind of does both. He strengthens himself and weakens the Eastern Empire. So um, that's very briefly an overview of this period of history, which is so important and consequential for the centuries that follow and, and the whole millennia that's up to our days afterwards. So this is just like the short story of how the papacy becomes a strong temporal power using armies and becoming uh, a little country in itself. It becomes a, like a military city-state and also the church in itself. So um, that is uh, all we had for today. And uh, again, the schism is 1054. The, um, the autonomy of the papacy is 1059. Okay, so with that, I uh, hope some of this is interesting and... Um, just let us know in the comments. We're getting some uh, some dialogues, conversations going now. So if you go to awpodcast.com slash morning coffee, uh, we will uh, read everything or reply to try to reply to everything as well. And um, hope you're having still a great morning, a good cup of coffee, maybe a bit more sunshine than up here in the Lake District. And um, as always, thank you so much for listening and see you again in the next episode. <laughs>